This is PhotoBizX episode number 453 and today I am super excited to bring you a follow-up interview with a photographer who was kicking goals like no other in 2021. He was riding a wave that felt like he could crash at any time but just the opposite has happened. His business has continued to grow and he's now made the transition from being a photographer to a real business operator. I'm talking about John Glazer and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I know there are going to be a ton of takeaways from this interview with John coming up. And not only takeaways, there's going to be inspiration, admiration, and even some awe at what he's managed to achieve and he's continuing to achieve with his photography business. So more about that in just a minute. If you didn't catch last week's episode, it featured four different photographers who were updating us one year on after signing up with their respective photography business coaches. It was very cool to hear how things have grown, developed, changed over what was a tumultuous year for all of us, but to specifically hear how their photography businesses have endured the storm, in some cases grown and excelled. I think you'll find last week's episode entertaining, interesting, thought-provoking, and hopefully motivating as well with plenty of ideas thrown in from each of the photographers. Now, on the topic of photography business coaches, feedback inside the PhotoBizX Premium Members Facebook group has been the coaching diary series were a success. Members would like to hear more. So if you have a photography business coach that you think is doing great things with their students, great things with their photographer clients, please let me know because I'd love to reach out to four, five or six different coaches for 2022, speak to them about new clients or a new client each that they've taken on so I can feature them on the podcast and we can follow their journey over the next 12 months. These photography coaches can be based anywhere in the world. In fact, I would love to have coaches from different parts of the world, Canada, the UK, the US, and of course, Australia or New Zealand. Nowhere is off limits as long as they're having success with their students and they can speak English. I'm sure they would be a great fit. So let me know. Send me an email. It's andrew at photobizx.com or let me know inside the members Facebook group if you're a premium member and I can start working on putting those episodes together. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with John Glazer. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are loving what John shares in the first half, and I know you will, and you want to hear the full interview today with John, you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. It's a $1 premium membership, which will give you full access to the interview today with John, full access to the back catalogue. I'll send you an invite to the premium members Facebook group so you can see what that's all about. And you'll have a good 30 days to see if the premium membership is a good fit for you. And if it is, stay on with the hundreds and hundreds of other 
premium members from around the world. PhotoBizX.com forward slash try is where you can get more information about that trial membership. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest, John Glazer, has recently made the transition from photographer with a business to a business operator who manages a photography studio. Now, I first interviewed John a few months ago for episode 433 of the Photo Biz X podcast, and it was an eye-opening interview with a ton of positive feedback from listeners, and thanks to John for sharing his incredible results. I asked him back onto the podcast to follow up and hear how things are going, how they're progressing, if they are at all. And in an exchange of messages, he asked me, I'm just curious, what are you thinking about covering for this interview? There's so much that has happened since we last talked. I went over $500,000 for the year. I have my associate photographer doing most of our studio sessions and my salesperson is doing all of my sales. I currently have them as contractors and I'm about to make them actual employees. My salesperson did over $30,000 in sales in her first full week on her own, which was a new studio one-week record. And that's just to name a few of the highlights since our last chat. John went on to say that a year and a half ago, I would have been thrilled to make what I'm making today in three to five years. He also said, my business is actually doing its thing. I'm only shooting about 20% of the sessions and doing none of the sales. Well, that was way more than I was expecting and more than enough to talk about. And it's great to have him back. John, welcome back onto the podcast. Andrew, it's an absolute pleasure. I, you know, I've told you this before. I love your podcast. I'm honored to be here and uh, honored to be on again and be able to talk and share about what's going on with me. Thanks, John. When you hear that intro, does it blow your mind or is it starting to feel like, okay, you know, like this is just me. I'm in business. This is how it runs. It blows my mind, but it is settling in that it's like, this is business. It's like, you know, you said, you know, uh, and it's progressed really fast. Even since the last podcast, before I had an associate photographer, I really didn't have a salesperson. I was kind of trying to find a salesperson and she came on and, and I've been working with her and, and got her up to speed. And now she's just doing her own thing. And, and I'm running a business. I mean, it's like, I think I sent you a text the other day and it, I didn't even realize this until I looked at it, but in the month of November, she did 18 sales sessions for $43,000. And out of those 18 sales sessions, cause I track who did what shoot, right? I only did four of those 18. My associate did the other 14. And I was just like, wow, I actually went through the month of November from November 4th to November 27th without doing a photo session. And we did like 30 in that course of time or something like that. Some ridiculous because it was Thanksgiving and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's a shock in, in a good way, but you know, it's one of those things that it's like, like I was telling Trish, who's my salesperson today. I said, I can't wait to see what happens in 2022 because I never imagined 2021 being the way it's turned out. And it's like the momentum hasn't stopped. It's continuing to build into the new year. So it's so good. It's so good. I want to come back and talk about Trish and uh, your associate shooter because I know it hasn't been like 100% plain sailing. But first of all, tell us about your wife because I remember last time we talked, there was almost an ultimatum there, wasn't it? Like this was a do or die situation, like a, a 12 or 18 or two years ago, 12 or 18 months ago. So, yeah, you know, I, I've been working with Bernie over the last year and a half and everything. But like when I took him on as a business coach, when I first got started, she said, you know, you got two months. If you can't make this happen in two months, then it's not going to happen. 
And, you know, now it's a year and a half later. I just went over the half a million dollar mark for 2021. You know, I've done about 730,000 since I started this studio business. And then a year and a half ago, not even a year and a half ago. And she's just blown away as much as I am. And like, she talks about how proud she is. And like, you know, one of the cool things is we've never been like a family that's like just been very wealthy or have a lot of money. We've had like mediocre jobs and not that I'm like wealthy with, you know, when I say I make $500,000, that's not all going to my, my pocket. It's You know, I got, there's cost of running business, but I mean, I'm getting paid better now than I was in my previous job and everything. And so the good thing is that she has that peace of mind. Like we recently, I mean, really cool success story with this is my daughter's in marching band. She does color guard, which is, you know, like a dance type of thing. And and flags and all that stuff. And we went to a competition and, you know, those competitions are all day affairs. You spend several hundred dollars, maybe eating out, going to buying the tickets, going there and all that stuff. And my wife made a comment. She said, you know, a year or two ago, I would have been stressed out about today. And now I'm not, you know, like today I'm not stressed out. And it's because of the stuff that you're doing and the success that you're having. And that feels good. Like, I mean, I'm glad I can give my wife that peace of mind when a year and a half ago, the ultimatum was because of mistakes that I've made in my past with my business. <laughs> and now those have kind of eased in and settled in where she's like, I don't feel that. I don't think she feels that anxiety as much as she used to, you know, it's, it's like a real business now, you know, and she, she appreciates that I'm running it as a business where I'm taking myself out of it, you know, so I have that time to go to my daughter's band competitions or to her choir concert last night or whatever it is that we have going on. And and I can be present in the family when it's, when I'm not in, you know, like another success story that she was thrilled to hear about. I had this conversation with my associate photographer. We were talking about 2022 and what the schedule is going to look like. And he's a younger guy. He's not married and everything. And I just said, so what do you want to do? Like, do we want to split up the weekends? Me do every other weekend. You do every other week, or you want to take three and I'll take one. How do you want to do it? He goes, I'll just do all of them. I'll just tell you when I can't do one. And you can take that weekend if I want to go out of town or something, but I'll give you like a month, month and a half in advance notice. I'm like, my wife is going to love you, Ricky. <laughs> so that's awesome. Cause I can have the weekends to myself. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We didn't really talk about an imposter syndrome, but I'm guessing there must be some of that. Has that gone now? Like, you know, do you come into work and, uh, you know, it's business as usual. Like you're not expecting it to fall over tomorrow. (laughs) It's funny you say that because I said this to my wife last night, just last night. Like I always have that little bit in the back of my brain. I try and repress it as far back as I can. That it's like, when are the wheels going to fall off of this whole thing? And, and I, I just think, you know, I was, I've been talking to a couple of photography buddies of mine that I talk to on a regular basis and, and everything. And I don't think that's a bad thing to have. Like what I, that's the conclusion I've come to. It kind of presses me forward to make sure that the wheels don't fall off and to see the things that are happening to like the warning signs. Like, you know, I, like I talked about this in the last podcast and it's, it's still the same today, obviously, but I'm a data nerd and I watch the data for everything. And I know like, like right now we haven't been booking as many sessions because I used to have a studio manager that was a virtual assistant, but we've parted ways and I'm hiring a studio manager internally for my, like, that's not a virtual assistant, but because of that, we haven't been booking as many sessions because I've kind of slowed up my ads and stuff like that. Cause I don't want a bunch of leads to go dead. 
And there's a little bit of anxiety with that. But at the same time, like Trish has picked up the slack and some of those things. And and I've been doing some stuff with the marketing, trying to bring those people back and everything that we, you know, might have lost or whatever. But and we're booking people. We're really focusing on rescheduling people that just never got rescheduled. That's been a big focus because those are easy because they've already been through the the booking phase. They just need to get back on the books for whatever reason they got off. So yeah, there is that anxiety, but I think that's a driving factor more than it is a like I get worried or I'm I mean, I say the wheels fall off. I feel like I'm in a place and my business is successful enough and it's doing what it's doing that it's going to take a lot for the wheels to fall off. Sure. You know, so I don't think I'm in a place where maybe I'm maybe I'm over simplifying it or or you know, too confident or cocky or whatever, I don't know, but I don't think I don't think we're in a place. I think we're we're just running and just right now we're just trying to refine and and tweak things to make it just that much better. You know, like whether it be the client experience, that's a big focus for 2022. I think the biggest thing is the client experience is what we're trying to get because the client experience is everything in my mind. You know, if they have a bad experience, it doesn't matter how great the photos are. <laughs> that's what they're going to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Just on the topic of you know family life and business and being an operator and sort of removing yourself out of the business, I get the sense that you're still working super hard. Do you feel like you are working as hard you know, or harder now than say 18 months ago? Or is that, you know, was that when you were doing all the scrambling and working 24 seven and now it's eased off and you do have more time? How is that work-life balance now? Oh, it's a, it's a lot better. I mean, you know, having, I was working seven days a week when I was doing it on my own. I mean, even, even Trish, she'll come in and she comes in once a week and does my uh, order processing where she like, we get all the orders and I put them over on a table and she wraps them with a bow and puts them in mats and all that stuff and boxes them up or whatever for the clients and bags them and, and all that stuff to make them nice and pretty to, to deliver. So we get into a lot of conversations about business and everything. And she, she's doing some of those things that I was doing while doing photographer, while being the marketer, while being the salesperson while ordering all the products and then packaging all the products. And she goes, how did you do it? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I had no life, you know, but I mean, I've got my weekends back because Ricky does most of the weekends now. Now that, I mean, even when, when you and I talked last, I think I was still doing the Zoom sales calls and that was like eating up crazy amounts of my life because I was shooting during the day and doing Zooms mostly in the evenings and so I was working like 12 hour days. I don't do that anymore. I mean, I'm home usually four o'clock. I mean, I don't work in the evenings unless I'm sitting in my computer at my, on my couch doing whatnot, but that's because I can't shut it off sometimes. And that's something I'm working on, but that's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But no, it's like the stress of that is like, I can finally relax, you know, like the biggest thing, I'll give you an example. We went to San Antonio for my daughter's band competition, they were in this big, huge band competition. It's a regional thing in the United States, you know, huge for two days. And then we were there for another two days for the state band competition. It was two day uh, things back to back. So we were there for four days, three nights. And the business continued to run while I was there. And when I came home, the next day I got sick and came down with a really bad cold. Luckily, it wasn't COVID or anything, but I was so thankful that I had all these things in place, especially with Ricky. I mean, still Trish was still learning and stuff, I think at that point, 
but Ricky was in place and I just called Ricky and I said, Hey man, I'm coming down with something and I don't feel comfortable going into the studio and trying to do sessions. Cause people are going to be like, what's up with this guy and he's sick and he's trying to do sessions, especially in the COVID time, you know? So he couldn't do two of the days, but every other day he was like, I got it, man. Don't worry about it. You know? So we just rescheduled those two days. And then he had, I think it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I had sessions and he said, I'll just take those. And I'm like, cool, whatever. Well, by Sunday night, I felt fine. Like it was just a cold and a bad cough. And and I took a bunch of medicine and it started like on Tuesday or Wednesday. And by Sunday, I was fine. But I just said, take this Monday and Tuesday sessions. Since you're already scheduled to do them, you're going to get paid for them, whatever. And so he took them. And then he did Thanksgiving. The whole week of Thanksgiving, I took off, like off, off. I didn't do a sales session. I, I mean, I did a couple of like little whatnot things when I was just sitting around, but I took that whole week off. And like I said, I didn't shoot a session from November 4th to November 27th. Wow. And I've never gone since I started this that long without shooting a photo session. And a lot of that, I was, you know, when I was in San Antonio, I was fully present. I was like fully present with my family. I mean, yeah, I had my cell phone and I would, you know, text if a question came up or something. But Ricky's really self-sufficient and Trish is becoming more and more like that. Like I hardly ever hear from Ricky when he's doing a shoot. He just puts notes. We have a CRM and he'll put notes in there for us and, and everything that we can look at on Monday or whatever the next time I'm in the studio. But yeah, like I'm able to decompress and it's so awesome. It's so <laughs> nice to be able to relax a little bit. <laughs> that is so good. Now, it wasn't all plain sailing, was it? Because you had another sales assistant or a salesperson before Trish, didn't you? Yeah. So I had used a salesperson and it just didn't go very well. My sales dropped off big time when I was doing stuff. And it was just some processes that like I learned that we need to do better. And it was somebody that was not local. I outsourced it to somebody else. And they were kind of set in their ways of how to do things. And I like that to each their own. And it just wasn't working for me. And I felt like the business was going backwards. And so I just took the sales back over. And when I did that, it got back on the tracks and everything was great. My sales average was awesome. I mean, it's been amazing to me, like anybody that's doing Zoom sales, which a lot of people I've known have moved to because of COVID. I've done in-person and I've done Zoom. And my Zoom sales, now I've made some changes to pricing and stuff like that in that mix. My Zoom sales are off the chart compared to my in-person sales. We do a really good job of introducing people when they come into the studio. Part of the whole session is to show them the different products so they can feel, touch, see in person. But then... I have a video tour that we send them before their Zoom call. They get it before they even come in for their session. Just this last week, we did an inventory of the things that we have in the studio that were extras, like extra albums, extra acrylics or whatever. And I gave a bunch of that to Trish. And in in the office that she does at her home office, like if you look at it in the back behind her is nothing but it looks like you're in a studio. It looks like a, a products studio type of thing. And she can like literally go to the shelf and pull out a portrait box or acrylic or something and show the details and everything to the person during the Zoom. And I think that just adds to the client experience. Like they can ask those questions and we can actually show them, you know? Yes. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. Like to take that Zoom stuff and make it our own and do what we do. And then it's me with Trish and we're making adjustments based on how we need to make adjustments. Cause I ask her like, 
what do you think happened in that sale? And she'll tell me and I go, well, maybe try this, you know, and all that stuff. And, and she's teaching me things like she is so amazing with our clients. It's not, I mean, I thought I was a good salesperson. She's an awesome salesperson. Just the way she treats the clients is just like their goal. Like, I mean, I've never gotten emotional when I've watched photos. She gets emotional. <laughs> she like, and she loves dogs and and, and I think that's awesome because she has that passion for what we do and it comes across to the client. Like she gets them to understand when they're like, I don't know if I want to buy anything or they get on that teetering of a zero sale. She knows how to say, you know, and she doesn't have a problem saying, do you really want to miss these? You just said you loved these photos and you can't like, are you going to live without them for the rest of your Like, cause here's your opportunity. And, and it's not like we're trying to, we're not trying to trick somebody into it, but we don't want people to miss out on what they have, you know, because yeah. when it's gone, it's gone. We're not going to bug you and I'm not going to keep asking you, do you want your photos? Do you want your photos? Do you want your photos? If you do, you don't, you do. And if you don't, you don't. So anyway. What's incredible. I, I want to talk more about Trish, but let's go back to the bad experience with the sales, you know, with the woman that was set in her ways. What is mind blowing is the photography has remained the same. You're making fantastic sales. You teach or bring in a new salesperson, the sales drop. You bring in Trish and the sales go straight back up or you step in and the sales go straight back up. What is it that gets those great sales? Is that mindset? Why do the sales drop and why do they go straight back up again? What is it? So the biggest thing I think is like, the person that I had doing sales was kind of set in the way they wanted to do sales. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll go with what you're doing but it was kind of a strong arm tactic type of thing. Like I don't play that game. I don't like say, you know, yes, I want you to make the sale during the zoom session. I don't want them to do 10 different zoom sessions. And I'll tell people it's like, I'm happy to set up another zoom session with you. If you can't make a decision right now, but I tell them if you do that, chances are you're not because life's going to get in the way. I'm not going to sit here and bug you. I tell them how it is, but like the tactic, that some people have and this person was kind of like that it's now or never, you know, and I don't like that. And I think it kind of hurts some things in the reputation of business in some ways, but it was also this idea of don't like over-educate them about pricing before they get into the session, right. Get into the sales session. So she didn't want that or you didn't want that. No, she didn't want that. Like she wanted to, and I have my pricing on my website, like the price ranges and stuff, but I'm a believer, and I've done this even more, even since I took over sales, we're now giving the price sheet from the very beginning. We used to not do that. We used to not show you the full price sheet. We showed you price ranges, but we didn't see show you the price sheet until you've done your session. And so when I took over sales, I was sending out the price sheet before they came in along with the product tour. And it was the whole thing, our packages, everything that was on there, right? And if people didn't read it, they were shocked when they came into the thing, but I mean, and that happened, you know, but you try and do your best. And when those people were shocked, you say, what could we have done different? Well, it would have been nice if I got the price sheet. Well, did you check your email? Cause we sent you the emails. Oh, I never read my emails. Okay. Well, like, I mean, you don't know what to do, but I even text the price sheet before their zoom session, like the day before or the morning of usually the day before we text everything that we've emailed, but like a more abbreviated thing. And I have like kind of a, a sequence of how I do it. It's three separate texts. The first text is like, 
hey, we're excited for your session at this time, at this date, tomorrow or whatever. Or I think it says tomorrow at this time. And then we send the link to the product tour. And that is one text. And the reason why I do that is because it brings up a little pop-up that you just click instead of like, if you do that whole thing as one text and you do two different links in it, those links get hidden within the text. Yes. So if you do the first one and you do that little link, it pops up as like a bubble and they, it's easily, it's right there and they can click it. Well, then we do the second link in the next text and it says, and also please check our pricing page to see all the different things that we have to offer if you haven't done so already. And that link is another link. So again, it's a pop-up. And if it's on, I, I can't tell you, I don't, I'm an iPhone user, but I know on the iPhone, it actually brings up a, a thumbnail, like a picture, yes. like a preview picture, and they can click it. And then it brings up that page. And then the last little text is, we can't wait to see you. If you have any questions, please feel free to text. But we actually do that in three different texts. We have it in a notepad with the blank just to add their name and their time. And we just copy it and paste it into the text. And it takes like two seconds. And Trish uses Google Voice so she can have like Google Voice open on her computer, the text open on another screen and just copy and paste and go between screens. It's super easy, super streamlined. But all that to be said, I think that's the biggest thing. Like they're coming into the session knowing exactly what they're in for before we show them a photo, you know? And I think the person that was doing before didn't like doing that so much. And people do that. I know. And they're very successful with that to each their own. And that's great. If you want to run your business that way and it works, then go for it. I don't like running my business that way. I like to inform people. I like them to have the information before they get here. Because I don't want to be the guy, oh, you duped us. I didn't know you were going to be this expensive. I want you to know that I'm going to be that expensive because yeah. I don't want to waste your time and mine. <laughs> so do you get more cancellations now, John, as a result of sending those texts? Um, I haven't gotten any Zoom cancellations. Well, I shouldn't say any. Every now and then I'll get somebody that says, oh, wow, I didn't see your prices beforehand. I'm sorry. I don't want to waste your time. And I've had people say I'd prefer not to see the photos, fall in love with them, and then be like, I can't spend any money on them. I mean, I've had a couple of those. It's very rare. Usually people still want to see the photos. And then we have pricing or we have uh, payment plans and stuff. So we offer that up too. And I'm, uh, you know, we like to try and keep it at four months, but I'm like, I'll extend it if you need to. I just, just know you're not getting your stuff until it's paid off in full. But yeah, like, I mean, I can't speak to the actual sessions being canceled. We do have a high cancellation rate or reschedule rate, I should say. I think some of those have been canceled because they never rescheduled. And I think that's part of it is because that's something we have done in the past and we're trying to get away from and, and inform people a little bit better. So you would rather someone cancel than go ahead with a session and then not be able to afford anything. Yeah. I mean, I even tell Trish when she talks to, she does like the fire up calls and the pre-book, you know, pre-session calls. Like, if we have to, if they're like wavering and stuff, explain to them, do you really want to spend, how far do you live? Oh, we live about 45 minutes. Okay, cool. Do you want to spend 45 minutes driving to the studio, do an hour and a half long session, drive 45 minutes to go home, do an hour long Zoom call with me? Do you want to spend all that time to know you're not going to buy anything? Like, what is that, you know, kind of talk them out of it. Like, I mean, I want them to come in if they want to buy, but it pains me when people come in and we make these beautiful portraits for them. And they don't buy anything and they love the photos because they can't afford it. And it just, I don't like that for people. Like, I don't want people to come in and be like, 
oh, I can't afford your photos. I'm like, well, I'm because <laughs> even have people I've had people try to haggle me and I'm like, this is the price. I'm sorry. It is what it is, <laughs> you know, so. So what about when Trish started? Was she at all shocked at your pricing? No, not at all. Like that was part of the whole hiring process. So one of the questions that I ask anybody when I'm hiring for any position, so like right now I'm, I'm interviewing for a studio manager. One of the questions that I ask, and I got this actually from Marcus Anthony, who you've had on the podcast before when he hired his uh, studio manager, I believe, is what do you think the average person spends on uh, studio portrait photography? And that includes the session and everything that they purchase. If they answer 300 bucks all in, they're not, the, I'm not even going to like, they're not my person Yes, because yes. I don't want to teach you the value of photography. If you don't can't internalize it from the beginning, it's going to be hard for me to get you to believe it and sell it to somebody else. I agree. And so like that is an actual interview question. It's my second question that I ask when I do interviews right now. And I continue the interview, but <laughs> if they say three, 400 bucks or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you're not really the person for me. I mean, if they're saying, you know, a couple of thousand, but Trish was all over it. She's done sessions like this before. She gets the value. Her and I have even talked about with the studio manager. I wish I had a list of people that I've had in past sessions and knew, like I could think in my head, oh, this would be a good person to reach out to because I know they don't have a job and they spent $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 with me. I just never made those mental notes. And I would really have to go to the recesses of my brain to figure out who that person would be. So, and you don't want to contact somebody and go, Hey, I got this job. Well, I've got a great job. I don't want to be offending them or something with my, you know, maybe $30,000 a year sales job or a booking person call or whatever. Unreal. So just quickly, and to finish with, so to speak with Trish, um, you take her on, does she, or do you pay a commission to her and also to Riley? To, to who? Oh, sorry. So who's your shooter? Do you say Riley? It's Ricky. Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Sorry, Ricky. That's my bad. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> that was my bad writing. No, you're good. You're good. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, no, so Ricky gets paid per session. And then he also gets, like, I give him a compensation if somebody cancels or no shows at the last minute because, like, he's already here and, and everything. But then in the course of this whole thing, like, I got lucky. Ricky was the only person I interviewed for the photography job. Cause I, I put it out there and everybody that I got was just part of it was like send me your portfolio. And it was like, these are crap portfolios. They're just not good. Like, I mean, one of my requirements is you had to have lighting background and they would send me stuff that like there wasn't even any lighting in the photos. And so I was like, I don't have time to teach you that, you know? So that was part of the requirement. He came across very professional he sent me an amazing resume. He had a background. He worked for a studio at one point and he is, amazing. I couldn't ask for two better people to be working with me and couldn't have asked for a better situation. And they both love their jobs and I want to keep them. So part of that being said, I wanted to keep Ricky and this is his only job and just shooting on the weekends and stuff, isn't going to pay enough. So I asked him, I said, do you have editing experience? He goes a little bit. I said, do you want to be my editor and let's work this out and figure it out together. And so he's now become my editor. So that's another way for me to pay him and keep him gainfully employed. He does that all from home. So he's doing it, you know, from home, which makes it really nice for him. And then the other side of it too, that he has just recently started doing in the past month is since he's already editing, he does all my orders. I mean, I've been slowly showing him how to order my acrylics, order my collages, order my matte prints and all that stuff. 
And so he does all the ordering, which takes a ton of time off my plate. And he delivers digitals. Like when we do, uh, we do most of our digitals digitally <laughs> through uh, Pixaloo. And unless they want like a USB, then we have USBs, but most people just, they're fine with just downloading it from Pixaloo. So he gets done editing them. He puts them on Pixaloo. He goes into the CRM, sends them this canned email that we have. Your photos are ready to download. Then he orders the products. We get the products. Trish comes in once a week, puts them in the bags or whatever, calls them, contacts the people and gets them to come and pick up their stuff. And it's a really smooth process, but that keeps him paid more, right? Then I give bonuses. Like, I'm going to be honest. I give bonuses if we're having, and I do it quarterly. Next week, we have a Christmas party, my first ever Christmas party with actual staff. And I'm taking out to a really nice dinner and and, uh, bringing their families and and all that stuff. And they're going to get a little bonus as a part of that whole thing as a celebration. And, Fantastic. You know, because I believe in rewarding people with good work. But then Trish, she gets paid a commission for sales. But then the hourly stuff, like calling people to do the excitement calls, or, you know, right now she's doing rebookings or reschedules or some of my bookings because we have some leads that are out there. And then when she comes in and does the product stuff, she gets paid an hourly wage for that. So it's a combined thing. I will say they've both been contractors up to this point, but as of January 1st, I just pulled the trigger on it last week and they both know about this already, but they will be full up employees as of the start of the year, like not contractor. I'll be paying taxes for them and, and giving them a W-2 and not a, in America, we call it a 1099, which is contractor type of form. So this is a big deal, like for them. No, it's a big deal for everybody. Like my wife and I went out to dinner the other day and we were both like lamenting about like, how crazy is it a year ago? We didn't know we would be in this place. And now like I'm hiring actual employees that they're going to be employees of John Glazer photography and not just some contractor or whatever, you know, like they're actual, I got employees. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I'm like, I never in a million years, I thought it, you know, like I've always considered them like employees, even though they're contractors, but they are employees. I'm going to give them a W-2 and I pay taxes on them. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> So, so John, if I was to come in for a shoot with my family, a session, and I had, uh, you know, one this week with you and, and uh, next week or next month with Ricky, would I be able to tell the difference in the photos that I get back? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. That wouldn't make sense. No, it wouldn't. And it just like, it's, and I'll, I'll be honest, that was an eye-opening experience because I had a client, I used to do that. And I had a client call me out on it. And it, that was the eye-opening experience that said, oh, I got to stop doing this stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody says, I can't, I live an hour and a half away. Can you just ship it to me? Yeah, sure. I'll have it in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's different if you're, you know, doing a sale for $300, that's a different story. But for a $6,000 sale, it's a, it's a no brainer. John, you have been so generous with your time. Obviously, the listener will know that we're recording this at the end of 2021. It will go live in 2022. And I know that uh, last time you were so, so generous with your time answering questions inside the members Facebook group following your last interview. So, mate, thank you so much for that. I'll add links to your website so people can check out more of your work. I hope you and your family and the team have a fantastic Christmas and New Year and, uh, mate, wishing you every, every success for 2022, mate. So thank you so much again. Thanks, Andrew. It's been a pleasure always. 
I hope you enjoyed that interview with John as much as I did. John, if you are listening again, mate, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. You really are an inspiration. Uh, it's, it's been so much fun following your journey, hearing about your successes, your early struggles, and the way things are progressing now, mate. Uh, I am, and I'm sure all the premium members are so proud of and happy for you. We really are wishing you every success from the sidelines. We're cheering you on and can't wait to see your business grow and transform over the coming years. And more importantly, we can't wait to hear about it as well. So we'll be following along. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what John had to share. Of course, if you are a premium member, you'll know that John is a part of our group. He's active in there. You can ask him follow-up questions. He's so generous with his answers and his time with other premium members. So yeah, hit him up if you have a question. Make sure you tag him. And if you just want to say thanks for coming on, for sharing what he did or congratulating him on his success, I'm sure that he'd love to read those messages too. Now, of course, I've got show notes to accompany the interview with John today. You can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 453. And in those show notes, I've got more examples of John's great work. I've got links to anything and everything that he mentioned. Uh, You can find a link to the past interview with John as well. Make sure you go and check out the interviews with Bernie and Mark Rosetto. And if you are interested in coaching yourself, there are the Coaching Diary series of interviews from early 2021 that are worth checking out as well. Okay, that is going to wrap things up for this episode of the podcast. It's early Monday morning here in Australia. Linda and I are heading away for a few days. A quick little break down to Molly Mook on the south coast of New South Wales. We've got a little Airbnb. The plan is to do some cycling, a little bit of golf, some walking, some eating. Linda will no doubt be doing plenty of reading as well. So it'll be a nice little getaway for a few days for us. I'll still be inside the members Facebook group and reachable on email. And of course, I'd love to hear your ideas for coaches and their clients for a 2022 version of the Coaching Diary series of interviews. Alrighty, wherever you are in the world, have a fantastic week. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 